You shall not escape, my girl. <laughs> I must. I must. I am a queen. Oh. My virtue is sacred. Virtue? Rot. <laughs> Only love is sacred. No kingdom but that of the heart. Oh, let go. Let go. <clears throat> <clears throat> you have been listening, sir, to French poets. A dangerous road to take. The road to my lady's chamber is worth any danger. My chamber is here. Please, please don't pursue. You are my fate, my lady. <laughs> How may I evade that? Fate? Alas. Follow then, if you must. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my servants, my guards, my ladies in waiting. Where are they? At the dance, my lady, leaving us alone and free. Alone? Here? The royal bedchamber? Come, lie with me. Upon the queen's bed? I claim my place there, having claimed your heart already. Indeed, the queen is yours. Oh. Here. Take me. Take me. <gasps> Majesty. A fine game, Monsieur Chatelain. <laughs> you look bonny in your dress. As you do justice to your doublet and hose. I do, don't I? Oh, such fun it was, all dressing so for the dance. Women as men, men as women. <laughs> Whatever my queen commands me be, I will be that thing, so long as she never, for a second, demands I relinquish my poet's eye for her glory. Oh, I love my poetry too much to do that. I thought perhaps... I might read you a poem of mine. <laughs> what need have you to write poetry, my queen, when you are poetry? Sometimes, Pierre, I feel the most profound need. Imagine the need, then, that this poet feels, so close to yourself, to the beauty stirring his callow stutterings towards truest mastery. You'd best go, Pierre. <laughs> my ladies will be here any second. For what? To undress you, prepare you for bed. Your ladies are dancing still. Let me serve you as they would. Monsieur Chatelain. My queen, please. This is reverence, not irreverence. And this was a game, no more. Cast from France back into cold Puritan Scotland. I must be allowed a frivolity or two occasionally, surely. A game, Mary, is best diversion when played seriously. Pierre, no. My queen! Uh, Pierre! <laughs> Madam, are you bed? Jamie! Madam? Oh, my brother! I would have words with you. You're a dead man. I... Uh, oh, we ought to let him in. <laughs> let him see you, see me like this. His Calvinist heart would burst, and then... And then... <laughs> hide. Quickly. The chamber there, hide. Mary, I know you're within. Quick. I would have words with you. Yes, yes. Mary! I hear you. My Jamie, but Holyrood itself would tumble about us when you're in a temper. There should be no surprise if I give this place a shake. After the shenanigans in it tonight. Shenanigans, Jamie? Your little dance. I was not informed of any such 
festivity. It was not a state occasion. No, indeed. With yourself and your ladies dressed like men and the men dressed like... Like... Like women. Women! And worse! Have we not got enough women of dubious character in your entourage without dressing the men likewise and multiplying their number? One of these creatures was seen cavorting the hallways with you. Where is he? Here! It was a game, Jamie. We did not bring you back from France for games. My Scots kin and subjects, it seems, make it a matter of faith to stand as cold as the hills and rocks hereabouts. A matter of faith? Indeed. A set continental fripperies cold in their grave. From papistry down. That is my faith you would murder. It's a wonder you invited me back at all. A Romish Queen of Scots is still our Scottish Queen. If we're to one day be granted a monarch of the enlightened faith, he must, alas, be hefted into the world through the appropriate feminine quarters. <laughs> however dubious. So, that's how you rank your queen? As breeding stock? So long as man remains in his fallen state, the dismal business of breeding must be paid due account. And as a brother, Jamie, is that how you see me? A half-brother. So don't expect me to get more than half-sentimental over the bond. And I'm not Jamie now. I'm Earl of Moray. Only because I bestowed that title upon you. I am in your majesty's debt, naturally. And I am grateful for your support, J My good Earl. I am a man easily pleased, Majesty. Marry, bear a child, a male child, permit the raising of that child in the enlightened faith, and you shall see me fairly beam with happiness. Mine is a womanly heart. Indeed. It has much love to give. My first marriage, however abortive, taught me that. If a man worthy of my love can be found... We are compiling a list of candidates even now. I speak of love, you speak of candidates. You are a monarch. Your priorities should be less frivolous. You'd make a self a breeding of your monarch. You should be more respectful. Perhaps if my queen comported herself with more dignity, my respect would be easier to come by. Perhaps if she spent more time acting like a queen rather than a giddy girl in the company of... Girlish men! Oh, Jamie, no! Let me go! Leave moi What have we here? Another overdressed lady in waiting? Or something worse still? Brute! Leave moi Why? The lassie has a gruff speech. Let him go! Him? It's a him, is it? One could hardly tell amid this girlish finery. Let me cut it away and see the truth. No, Jamie, James! No, no! Lâche-moi, arrêtez-vous! My, it fights like a man, but a Frenchman, at best. And I've a Scots fist to show it. No, Jamie, don't, don't! Don't what, Your Majesty? Run this perfumed fop through. Bounce him on the end of my dagger. No, no. You've made me sit through enough bloodshed, surely. <laughs> Her Majesty, Monsieur. Mademoiselle, 
refers to the recent execution of another young fellow keen to get his hands on her. The son of my predecessor as Earl of Moray. It took what, Your Majesty? A good four or five hacks to take off his impetuous head. He put blood at every thump. Her Majesty found the spectacle unedifying. Is that not so, Majesty? It was so. She is not yet wholly used to the demands of monarchy, so perhaps I ought to show her the mercy of slaughtering you quickly. No! No more bloodshed! I will not be queen of an abattoir! You'll be queen of Scotland, madam, and make the most of it. But perhaps this effeminate scrap isn't worth a dagger's effort. He's one of your little poets, isn't he? <laughs> There's little danger in a poet, I suppose. Go, little poet. Leave the dress behind and scamper off to your villanelles. A queen of Scots has less flighty matters to hold in mind. Have you not? Go, Pierre, leave us. My queen, Her I... Majesty has commanded you, go! Yes, go. Majesty. I will go too. Your Majesty has matters of state to attend to this morning. I shall hurry your ladies from their dancing and you may doff that pantomime apparel. The English ambassador arrives at noon. Your cousin, Elizabeth, is likewise impatient for your marriage. Her offer of her own cast-off Dudley can be no more than a crude joke. <laughs> the English cherish so their crude jokes. But the politics behind the joke can be scarce be ignored. Good night, madam. Rest well. You shall at least have no poeticizing to keep you awake. Shall I be permitted any poetry at all? Repentance, I trust. Repentance. For your boldness the other night. Beauty such as yours is doomed to inspire boldness. Oh, I should have let my Lord Murray. No, of course I shouldn't. I am sorry for all you've suffered at his hand. I'm not frightened of him. He is a brute of a Scotsman. I am a poet. I have him hopelessly outmatched. <laughs> Who, I wonder, could be a match for a poet like you? I shouldn't have to look far to see her. Are you to carry your impudence from the bedroom to the chapel? I thought you were Huguenot. This is not your church. Where you are, there lies my holy altar. Now you are impious. Nonsense. You are divine. It is your fate and a poet's right to proclaim you so. I fear to be thought divine. The divine so often meet with harsh treatment in this fallen world. That is the Christian message. We have the option of creating our own world. That is the poet's message. You inspire me to forgive you, somewhat. We take our leave for Stirling tomorrow. The hunting is so much better. You have royal permission to come along. You honor me. The offer will be withdrawn if you do not leave me to my prayers. Now. I leave you to your prayers, Majesty, and hasten to mine.
out you come, my wild, wild girl. We have mountains to lose ourselves in. Bonjour. There you are. A little late? It is a little early, Majesty. How grateful I am you thought your queen merited falling out of bed for. As poet and man, I do my best work in bed. If a ride in those hills can't rouse the poet in you, then nothing will. Your horse is there. Whoa, a fierce-looking beast. A gelding, so he's fiery in colour only. Oh, I thought he looked sad about the eyes. It's kinder sometimes to staunch the fire in a stallion. It tortures them so. A madness rather than a delight. I'm poet enough, my queen, to think madness and delight marriageable. A queen, alas, must be so much less ambitious than a poet. <laughs> Gallop in the hills while her courtier's breakfast must be mad delight enough for her. The horse is yours. My gift. Enjoy it. Your gift? Well, your majesty is over generous. My last canter with you almost got your throat cut. I owe you a gift. Or two. I await that second gift keenly. Well, the horse is a sorrel, yes? I am fond of the colour. No fonder than I. A red to match my Mary's hair. If it can match the speed of her mare, she'll be astonished. But you're welcome to try. <laughs> yeah! Where you go, Majesty, I follow. Yeah! hills like the Huntress Diana. A Diana more tolerant, perhaps, of an Actaeon upon her terrain? Actaeon? Oh, yes! Oh, the fellow she turned to... To a, a stag, indeed. The crime, if crime it was, of seeing her... naked. Yes. Changed him to a stag, and left him to the mercy of his own dogs. Mm. <laughs> Here. Sit by the stream with me. I won't bite. Sterling seems so tiny there in the plain. The castle, a toy for a child. Perhaps that's why the Scots treat their monarchy so irreverently. Because the mountains set them higher than the castles. Lie down. Look at the sky. That tiny castle and your troubles there will vanish. Lie down. Here. Yes. It's gone. The world is blue and white with calm. Like the ocean. On a fine day for sailing. <laughs> or swimming. What? Why, what are you doing? I hop from the ride. I'm going down to swim. Uh, Here, in the stream. Uh, sir, that is not the done thing. Not in front of your queen. If my queen was Diana, she would think it the commonest uh, thing. I think it common, sir, and I would ask you to desist. There. To desist, sir? I... Oh, no. <laughs> Too late. No. A sir, no longer. <gasps> now just a man. I have been married, you know. You have less power to shock me than you think. Shock you? Oh, no. 
No, I would have you join me. Now I am shocked. Oh, think. You and I, naked as the hills, swimming the highland waters, up here where your Puritan court cannot see us. Scottish waters are cold, sir. Perilously so. You by me, I am afraid of nothing. Watch. Oh, you fool! <laughs> here, here, quick! Put my cloak around you, quick! Mercy! Oh, you truly are an outrage to royal etiquette! I have paid the price, perhaps! <laughs> you are lucky to be such a handsome fellow. It excuses a great deal. And if I were not handsome, <laughs> the gallows? I am a woman, certainly, to grant beauty in a man a little. Indulgence. Here. Let me dry you. My poor dead husband, he... Well, he was not like you. Royal breeding played him a cruel trick. He... He was not... developed. I had to be a sister to him. A mother, even, more than a wife. Beauty like yours deserves more than that. Indeed. But it is not your place to say so. This place, here, at this moment, is ours alone, and I will be heard. I have to be careful. So very careful. No more careful than I in lightly touching my lady's lips with my own. Pierre, I... No! No! Mary, no, I, I said! I'm sorry! Sorry! What if I was not? Aren't you? Elizabeth in England has a soiled cast-off she wants to cast my way. The Spanish have an idiot son they would like to match me to. My court is more concerned than marrying me to a symbol than to a man. Well, there's a woman inside me who wonders what the love of a man might feel like. Wonder no longer. We can't. I can't. Understand, it is common knowledge among my courtiers that my marriage in France was not consummated. It is expected I will go to my second wedding bed a virgin. Doubtless that will be part of the contract. If it is not fulfilled, a whole other sort of blood may be shed. I am not a woman, you see. Merely an object for bartering in the marketplace of politics. A poet acknowledges no politics higher than passion. Oh, that's doubtless why they rise so high in the world. Peers to the lunatic and the performing monkey. I can live without being a husband, even a lover to you, but not without the freedom to love and to worship you for all you are. To look upon you as no politician, no husband can. To know you as a poet, which even at a distance will set us close as one soul curled around another. I... I don't know what that means. Let me see you. Here, now. Shed your royal dress. Be nothing before me but what you are. 
I won't even touch you, I promise. But my God, what poetry I'll make of the sight of you. No. No, Pierre, that... That would be worse, somehow. I, I must go. No, no, stay, stay! I was not here, this did not happen. A queen does not do such things. She cannot. And a poet cannot let such things go. Leave me be. Leave the court, leave me. Leave me to my duties and my fate. Go. Go! I am with you still. Madam, where have you been? I am stepping from a stables. Do you think it possible I may have been upon a horse? You have matters of state to attend to. Your cousin Elizabeth's representative has returned. Had I known he was here, bounteous wit and all, I may have galloped around an hour or two more. Sister, that is not the proper politic attitude. Perhaps I feel less than proper this morning. Perhaps so. You were with your French Poet, I understand. Who told you that? There is no confidence you can swear a stable boy to that I cannot terrify out of him. Oh, no doubt. You unnerve me sometimes. Not enough, plainly. Monsieur Chatelard is not appropriate company. Not at a time when we are negotiating a marriage for you. And to whom are you marrying me this morning? The negotiations are still too delicate for me to say. But we have a candidate. You will be informed in due course. Informed? Not consulted? I think that best. You are a woman, after all. And in my brotherly opinion, a woman of the worst sort. The sort too easily tugged by her heartstrings, too deaf to manly counsel. You must wish you had Elizabeth for a queen. Indeed. <laughs> Elizabeth is a man from the waist up, <laughs> which is the sort of woman a man can do business with. You, sister. You are women all through. You must wish you were not my father's bastard. Then you might stand where I do and do your plotting unchecked. If bastard I be, I see no further bastard foisted on this court, least of all Shatlar's pup, a creature which would confound all our plans. There is no risk of that, I assure you. I should have cut the fellow's throat. There is no need. Your queen is more of a virgin than that pantomime virgin you worship in London. I shall keep my dagger close all the same. Close is my eye on you. Come, your duties await. Sir, may I help you? I would have words with the Queen. The Queen is not within. Were she within, her bedchamber would not be the appropriate place to receive a poet or a performing cockerel. Not any more, at any rate. By whose command, sir? Hers or yours? By command of the court. The court's lapdogs would do well to bear it in mind. Where is the Queen now? Elsewhere. 
find an elsewhere of your own and disappear into it. Why has she not seen me since our return to Edinburgh? The Scottish Queen, mayhap, has more important things in her mind than French flatteries. The Queen and I have far yes, more... Yes, yes. As her chief advisor, I would be aware of all matters concerning the Queen. Speak! Parlez-vous, monsieur! No, no, no. Not to a man so far from being her friend. Or mine. Go. Back to France. Before I find a colder spot for you. Go! Oh, I shall. I shall find my own way to where I needs must be. Where you will find me waiting. Mary. Mary. Are you in here? Are you... Oh, no. No, once again you evade me. Your bed... Empty. The bed where we... Not so long ago. Oh, so long ago. Where are you? Why won't you... Oh. Every door in Hollywood slammed, slammed in my face. You evade me. Why? Not tonight. Nope. I shall wait here. Wait. Hide. Where? Oh, here. Neath the bed. Yes. Wait, wait, and then we'll... Oh, my queen approaches. Yes, yes, yes. Hide, hide. Oh, what a poem this game will prompt. Oh. My queen, here you come. Mid-imperious swish of skirt, treading flag and rug, light and firm as you dance, the strung threads of your poet's heart. Where now? Your wardrobe, yes, yes, open the door. Mirror, there your bounteous beauty, ready it for bed, this bed neath which your lover hides, prostrate, reverent. Yes, undrape that form for certain, a splendor beyond words. I behold, what? Heels sliding aside, stockings sleek and pale than the skin beneath, but I will rise, love, as your clothing falls. Behold. The blossom of your unburdened form, that pale skin crowned with red, more precious than regal gold. The red at your thigh, ready to dazzle more regally still. A jewel this thief would die to capture, to die and be born at last. <laughs> Indeed, sirs. Your words flatter me, but you must tell my cousin that... 
Your Majesty. My lord, you have been absent over long. I have been detained by a curious and concerning <laughs> circumstance. Indeed. One of your ladies-in-waiting has been making over free with your wardrobe, <laughs> preparing to don some of the garments therein for satisfaction of her womanly vanity. And yet... Well? She was disturbed between the shedding of her own garments and the momentary theft of yours. Disturbed? By the voice of poetry. The voice and the gaze. Speak sense. I will speak it frank. Your poet, Shadlar, was hiding neath your bed. The better to besiege your majesty in that state of undress in which the girl was caught. Yeah. <gasps> the fellow, be not afeard, has been caught and locked away. Pending your majesty's decision. My decision? On the nature and hour of his execution. Execution? Why, to be sure, your majesty will not allow such an assault upon her person to go unpunished. I was not assaulted. By merest chance. We cannot depend upon a girlish thief distracting his next attempt. This... This is not the place to discuss such matters. Our friends from England here need not be wearied with bedchamber fooleries. We should not wish them to report your majesty's indulgence of fooleries, least of all in her bedchamber. Fooleries and insinuations I will tolerate neither. Good! Let our English friends report your virgin firmness. The ruler will respect that. I am not Elizabeth! Elizabeth must learn to respect me! Yet what respect has Shatlar shown his queen? Rape is not the customary <laughs> tribute. Rape? That is not what he sought. No? Then your majesty knows the fellow's deluded mind better than I do. Indeed. Let him go. Let... Let him go. Majesty. This will not look good. It will look as if the decisions here are mine to make and not yours. Let him go. I will speak with him in the morning. Speak! The man may be an assassin. An assassin! You promote him at least from rapist. The, the fellow is a Huguenot. It is known France's Protestants are unhappy with the bond between Scotland and Catholic France. Your Majesty embodies that bond. At least until we find her a Protestant husband. He is not a young man with religion uppermost in his mind. His faith is another matter entirely. He may, at the very least, be a spy sent to embarrass you with scandal. The better to lose you the support of your Protestant countrymen, aye, and of England's righteous too, all of whom have few illusions about the laxities of Catholic womanhood. The fruit of bastardy ought not lecture me on laxity in any bedroom. Set the poor fool free, I will deal with him on the morrow. Meanwhile, it is late and I must sleep. As I'm sure must our English friends. We have inconvenienced them enough with our squabbling. My lords, good night. You see the problem she is? If England has a husband for her, hand him over, quickly.
Qu'est-ce qu'est-il Yes. Yes. Who is it? Who? You sound... Frightened. Not too more. Frightened of... What are you doing? Bathing my wounds. What... What have they done to you? What you see. I told them Told them what? To put the royal stamp... Upon my bones? No! No, I told them to set you free! Oh, they did. After a while, and kicked me every step of the way back to my chamber. Pierre! If they kicked me a little harder, you'd be spared the trouble of closing any more doors in my face. I did not want... Moray! It was Moray! Yes. Your Majesty incarnates beauty, leaving her brother to dispense the brutalities. He is my father's bastard, not my brother. Yet it's he you keep close, me you spy. I am a queen that obliges me to keep unsavoury company, leaving little time for indulging poets, least of all one hell-bent on confirming the connection between poetry and madness. I am mad. Mad with frustration at being shut out of your majesty's light. And mad with poetry, your majesty will lend no ear. I must think of my position, Pierre. Everyone else is fixated upon it, everyone except you, who forgets that I am not a woman, I am a queen. You are my queen. I'm poet enough to know there's only one thing divine in this world, and that's the thing a woman like yourself embodies, that thing you embody more than any other woman. I scarce understand what that thing might be. And see yourself through my eyes. Oh, Pierre. Set my wounds bleeding in you. Pierre. Here. Let me. Stand still. Stand still. Oh, Pierre. All this for a poor lost lassie like myself. Find yourself. In my eye. In my touch. I, I damn. Yet here you are. Here I am, and more lost than ever. Oh, you are beautiful yourself. My poor wounded poet. My lip too is cut. Needing your caress. Close those lips, they'll get us both killed. Close them yourself. No. No? I cannot. You are queen, you can do whatever you choose. No man can tell you otherwise. Aren't you a man? Am I to spend my whole life being dictated to by men's desires? A poet's desire matters more than a politician's connivance, surely. It's not the poets who hold the power in this world. It's the poets whose passions survive. Their words, perhaps. Their flesh and blood looks from here less secure. All the more reason to make the most of that flesh and blood before it is crushed entirely. Pierre, no, you will die for this passion. I didn't live until this passion caught me. I was a poet without a poem worth uttering, and then you... You scorched life into my frosted heart, a sun rising red and gold. 
Such a coming alive is worth dying for. I won't see my reign killed in the bud by it. What you feel for me, I feel for this country. I'll marry whatever charmer or oaf my court approves, but it's Scotland I truly wed. Everything else is Everything. Just... Including me. Return to France, Pierre. If I can have Scotland love me, that will be enough. <laughs> enough for a queen, perhaps. But for a woman? It's as a woman, Pierre, I find this all... most... unsettling. Unsettling? Frightening, even. I frighten you! It all frightens me. Perhaps I even frighten myself! Don't be frightened! You're frightening me now! Moray says you're a spy. What? A Huguenot spy sent to drag a Catholic queen into scandal. That... that's not true. I have no religion but the beauty of you. I would hammer Christ back onto the cross if it would win me one more glimpse of you in your fullest glory. That cannot happen. You... endanger me. I love you. I am to be married. Love is not the priority. You are too much of a woman to be reduced to any man's wife. I'll remain a queen, I assure you, whatever happens. So long as I don't allow you to disgrace me, be assured I will not. We adjourn to Fife a few days hence. You will not be there. You will quit this court and this country. As your queen, I command it. Mary! Majesty! Oh, 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 I beg your pardon. Indeed you might, sir. I'm about to take my bath. I shall... I shall keep you from it by the merest moment. Ugh. For what, my lord? To, to protest. Against what? I, against that man! What man? You shall not entertain him. I... I have not. I have heard it rumoured otherwise. By whom? Which of your spies has been pursuing me? Had I a spy, tell me, what might he have seen or heard? Oh, I... I merely spoke to him to... to... Spoke to him? I to hasten him on his way and I... He is here? Not at Ross End, no. I stressed that he was not to be here. But he is in Scotland. Why, well, you know he is in Scotland. No! No! I was assured he was yet in England. England? England! Where he belongs! Plotting with Elizabeth's more devious counsellors. Uh, Pierre! With Elizabeth? They hardly seem a fit match. <laughs> Pierre! Chatelard! Chatelard? Uh, I speak not of Chatelard, but of a keener threat to harmony hereabouts. Henry! Henry Stuart? Darnley! Lord Darnley! Darnley? Your, your cousin! Suddenly prominent in the marital calculations of certain plotters. Papist though he is. My cousin? Henry? Oh! Oh, I met him once. In France. He came to commiserate when my husband died. Plotting even then, no doubt. He's half Tudor. It's in their blood. Aren't you one quarter Tudor? Precisely. I know the type. <laughs> Yet he's a lad, if memory serves me correctly, too 
bonny and boyish for scheming. Bonny enough to cast a spell over a weak-minded lass like yourself? Well, or so I have heard, muttering against my steadying role at your side. Oh, yes. It would be a dismal prospect for yourself should I ever marry such a fellow. Madam, it will not happen. No, my lord, of course not. Unless I decide otherwise. Mary! <laughs> Leave me. My bathwater is cooling, and pondering one's prospects is best done in warm water. Especially when those prospects are suddenly so agreeable. We shall talk more on this. Yes. I will keep you abreast of my decision. Please, my lord. Unless you aspire to soap the royal back. <laughs> lord Darnley. Now there is a comely prospect. Twill come bloodshed if you mention that name again in my hearing. Pierre! No, 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 no. Do not cry out. <laughs> Do not scream. I revere you. I worship you. Would not scratch an inch of that smooth skin. Oh, but my knife here, it is made of a coarser metal and would cut a traitorous tongue from a pretty head were I not to stop it in time. Please. Please, please, what? 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 What am I doing here? Here in my majesty's chamber after she cast me out to starve with the kitchen rats. I am here to demand justice as man and poet. Justice, Pierre. As poet and man, there is no violence in me. No violence, but the need to know beauty. Your beauty, to know it. Holy. You have denied me that long enough. There, stand there. Please, 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 no outcry. This must happen. Now, no further delay, not if I'm to lose you to some dullard lordship empty of poetry. My own poem must be writ, completed here, tonight. Your robe. Remove it. No. <laughs> Please, my queen, I must see you now. Pierre, for your own sake. For my own sake, do it now. But I... Oh, I know I'll die for this. What else is left for me now? But if I can take the axe in my neck with the image of you, of you... Truly sharp in my mind, what a small thing the pain will be. My poem will be writ, final, absolute, unbreakable. No politician, no torturer, no queen can ever unwrite it. I don't even need to touch you. The moment for that, well, that's gone. All this, this final moment requires is for me to see, to see you wholly, truly. What's a poem but an image naked? A sight that cuts to the bone. Let me see you, the robe. Remove it. 
or I'll cut it away. Pierre, leave now. Go far, France, wherever. Just save yourself. I don't want to be saved. Not in that low, gutless way. Oh, scurrying off to live the rest of my life, rotten with the memory of how close I came to a perfect thing. Close, yet not close enough. No. Oh, no. I'll see what I must see. No. Your beauty, absolutely. After that, the axe will weep over me more than I will. You love me? As only a poet can. As no prince or lordship ever will. I'm just a woman, Pierre. A woman others have shoved a crown upon. No. Your woman herself. The universe held in that word. One look and I can lose myself in all that word means. Lose myself where the world of men can never reach me. Oh, that I could join you there. For you, my queen, there is no escape. Not even for it. For a moment. Look. Look. I'm a poet too, you see. In my few free moments. Oh, my queen. What poem was ever complete as this? What beauty so naked, so perfect. Pale as first blossom burning the snows away, yet red here and there as summer's fire. Redder than roses and the shed petals of desire. Touch me. No. No. The poem is writ. Here in my mind, the image is held. Complete. What happens next is unimportant. Here, listen, the Queen's chamber is invaded. Oh, Pierre, no, run! Ma Majesty, where? Perfection has no exit. Your Queen calls for help. No. Oh. Majesty, what? Majesty, I have finally... This, this man... I can imagine! <laughs> Once again, plainly your majesty's prophecy has been outraged. Yes. <clears throat> yes. More grossly now, I see. Don't struggle, lad. Your bones will snap ahead of time. Don't I... Don't what, majesty? Well... Majesty, what are we going to do with him now? <sighs> the efficacy of a slap wrist looks more dubious than ever. He... Whoa, well, what am I to do with him? Remove him. Remove? Yes, now, remove him. In what sense of the term? In what... whatever sense you like. Why? This is for your majesty to decide. 
I could settle this matter swiftly with a swift detachment of the cretin's head from his neck, but not without your majesty's command. What is your majesty's command? My queen. Pierre. I beg your pardon? Kill him. Majesty? Kill him. Kill? Then the indignity the lout did you was indeed so foul. It is best, perhaps, you confide in me wholly. If the matter should be sufficiently scandalous, why, it might even cast a shadow over your majesty's marriage prospects. Over her future as a queen. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him! <laughs> Good morning, monsieur. Monsieur, good morning. You ignore me. You will wound my heart. You are not here. I am here, young sir. It is you who will not be here in a matter of minutes. You who will not be anywhere. I am not here at the moment. Oh, yes. The poet dreams. We've an axe will hack that nonsense out of you. Listen close, and you'll hear it sharpening. What will free me from the world of men like you faster than that? The world belongs to men like me. You're better off out of it. I'll walk you out to the square. It's not far. Will the Queen be watching? Oh, yes. I advised that she should. It's popular with the crowd this side of the channel to see the monarch preside over a Frenchman's death. Come, no need to fasten your collar. One moment. Majesty. Wait outside. Madam, the executioner is ready. The executioner will wait on his queen. When the axeman outranks me, Scotland might be a fit country for you, sir, but not for me. Outside, I would speak with the prisoner. As your majesty commands. And close the door. Majesty, this Close is Close it! You have come to... what? Reprieve me? At the last moment? Oh, that cruelest of tyrants' tortures. If I reprieve you, Pierre, will you go? Back to France? No. Far from me, at any rate. Never. Then what choice do you leave me? None. I must be free of you, Pierre. With me dead, you will be less free than ever. I will marry. I will win the respect of my nobles and my people. I will rule with unblemished character. They will marry you to some man who does not love you. They'll get you fat with child, then kidnap the babe to raise in their cold-blooded faith. I shall choose my child's faith! They will be on you like dogs on a hare, the instant they have your whelp in their grasp. It will not happen. I am Queen of the Scots. There is no Scot who loves you like this Frenchman. Pierre! Watch. 
My head will roll its eyes your way even as it bounces in the basket. I'll drag the image of you over death's threshold by my teeth if I have to. Yeah. You and I. It could never have been. But it was. I was there. I saw it all. No one was ever so close to me. As you. In that moment. You raped me. With your eyes. I worshipped you with my soul. I am a woman, not a goddess. You are my goddess. No! Merely a woman weary of having men tell me who I am, what I must do. You won't have to weary of me much longer. You'll haunt me all the days of my life. That life might be shorter than you think. Men threatening me is another thing I am weary of. I do not threaten. I warn. Uselessly, I suppose. You can't escape the time and land you were born into. You're not a poet after all. I have poetry in me. Time will prove that. You're naked under that dress, aren't you? <laughs> a poet's intuition. A refusal to underrate you. Here. Look. The world was perfect the day I died. Not wholly perfect. My Lord Moray! No, not wholly. My cruel queen. We are ready. The crowd is impatient. It's hard enough stirring enthusiasm in St Andrew's folk. If we keep them waiting any longer, they might be for more blood than that of our young friend here. I seem to hear them baying for that excess even now, but perhaps I'm oversensitive. It could be a fault in a queen. Come, quick, get it over with. Her Majesty appears, does not love you. You do not know what love means. I love Christ. I love my Kirk. I care for my country's interests. I put up with my queen and the compromises of power. That's love enough to be going on with. The love in you is colder than hate. Scotland is a cold country. It's sensible to acclimatise. A lesson learned too late for you, alas. Shall we go? Yes. My poem is writ. Poem? Poem? What? poem have you written the world won't wipe its arse on and toss away within a day or two? You're nothing, poet. You've achieved nothing, made nothing of yourself but meat for the block. Ronsard need not look to his laurels. My poem was my deed. The vision it won me. I am that poem. You won't kill it on a chopping block. Pierre Châtelard will go down red and be red for a long time after. Redder than roses, redder as... Oh. But you won't understand. No. Perhaps that's why I'll live to see lunchtime. Scotsman, you don't know what life is. I'll show you. 
I'll show you its color at least. On the block. Race you. Wait, wait. That man. Catch him. Cut him dead. Hack at his neck till the nonsense runs dry. Red. Red. You're right, poet. I do not understand. And what I do not understand, I destroy. Nations are built that way. And this nation has a queen to tame. It can't afford any more complications. Have you got the head off yet? Have you? Cut! 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 Scotland doesn't have all day to waste on one poet. Redder Than Roses by Marty Ross, with Jessica Dennis, James Parks, and Christian Hart. Live sound effects performed by David Beck. Live sound and post-production by Tajari King. Produced by Marielle Runacre-Temple. Directed by David Beck. Redder Than Roses was recorded in front of a live audience at the Lee Wood Hotel as part of the Buxton Festival. Visit Wireless Theatre Company dot co dot uk for more audio theatre.